Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Hometown Hero Hour. I am your host, Captain Spartacus. I am Handsome Jay. And this week joining us is Keith, the face of K-Face TV on YouTube, a good friend of ours. He's come today to talk about Harry Potter and lots of fun stuff. We're really excited to have him. Thanks, Keith, for coming. Yeah, absolutely. So stoked to be here with you guys. This would should be really fun. Yes, it's going to be awesome. So before we get into talking to Keith about some of his YouTube's things and Harry Potter stuffs, as usual, we have some news information that we want to get to. The first item on our list is that uh, Sony and Marvel are in negotiations. Well, I guess some of, some of what I saw is a little conflicting. I saw that it was resolved. I saw that they might still be in negotiations. I'm not super sure. But it's all over uh, rights to Spider-Man. And Sony, if they haven't, might not renew their contract with Marvel. Uh, and that would essentially take Spider-Man out of the MCU. No more Avengers movies. No, You know what I mean? No more collaboration stuff no more iron man things like that which is really sad because we've loved tom holland being in the movies he's been a great addition yeah and if we don't get that anymore that would really be a shame because you know it's just over money well and so far it's only it's all speculation and clickbait but they're definitely debating right 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 yeah they're 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 renegotiating the contract is what they're doing spider-man's one of the most expensive and lucrative um IPs actually of all comic books. Oh really? I yep. didn't know that. Spider-Man is. I, well, I wonder why that is. Uh, it's the kid market. Okay. He is one of the biggest um, superheroes within the kid market. Oh awesome. Maybe even the biggest actually. Mm. Spider-Man specifically. And if if you haven't heard the story of how Stanley created Spider-Man, I would oh, yeah, definitely advise go looking that up. Yeah, they have, there's yeah. a video about it. It's it's awesome the way he explains it. Mm-hmm. He basically says, "I made Spider-Man in spite of what everyone told me to do. So live your dreams and do what you want to do." Right. We've talked about that a little bit before, with um, Mark Hamill's parents telling him that that practicing silly voices will never get him a job. And then it's like, <laughs> look at what look at what he's done, right? Joker. <laughs> yeah. So don't ever give up on what you want to do. It's beautiful. Yep. Um. Yeah, and and Far From Home just became Sony's biggest movie ever. It grossed over a billion dollars, like one point yeah. one billion dollars, and so of course they want to try to keep all of that because, as uh, far as what I saw, the new contract would be a fifty-fifty split between Marvel and mm. Sony, whereas before Marvel was getting like five percent or something uh, like that. It was something ridiculous. Why. Oh yeah, right. So again, it's over money, uh, which is really too bad because it'll end up hurting the fans. Yeah. So, uh, and then, oh, and then Handsome Jay, you said you had another news item. Yeah, in case you haven't heard, which some people have, The Matrix (laughs) is coming back for a Matrix number four. Apparently it's called, I don't know what it's called. I was going to say like The Matrix Upgraded, but that would be be what I would call it. Uh, but Matrix the bigger 2.0. news, yeah, Matrix 7.4, 1.4, something like that. Well, I had a theory in that first launch that, that you're still inside the Matrix. You're in the Matrix of a Matrix, and it just it never <gasps> ended. Right? Oh gosh! Right? Once you you're can't out, break out of the Inception. This, how do you don't. know that you're out? Yeah, it was before Inception. It was great. No, but uh, that Neo and Trinity will be returning in the Matrix Four, which it totally makes sense because they both died. So. Yeah, right. So then how is that going to work? Maybe maybe they got plugged in as programs again or Yeah, I don't know. So we'll have to just see. I, I guess. Went, I went through like an hour long video about theories of well, how Neo was the one and he was programmed by the machine world too, the same way that uh, Agent Smith was able to get out into the physical realm as a computer, they were able to put things about the 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 matrix into Neo, things like that. Oh. It was an hour long thing. It was it was awesome. Mm. What were you going to say, Keith? Oh, just remember the the whole when he's like talking to the architect and how many ones were before him. 
Yeah, right. Uh, right. They could easily That's bring true. back another one that is Keanu Reeves because they've literally already set that up as like he's reoccurring. And now you've got um, Keanu Reeves as the last airbender. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> there you go. Coming coming back around. Oh, snap. Just another incarnation yeah, of that, the Avatar. That movie might actually be good. <laughs> Shots fired, M. Night. Yeah, Shots we, fired. We actually talked about that, uh, I want to say last week. Movies so bad they're good. That was one of the episodes we no. did, and yeah. we actually said that like no. M Night Shyamalan is about a fifty fifty. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That like uh, I was like his last Airbender is not. Oh no, good. yeah. And we said we specifically said that the last Airbender yeah. made me sad in my heart. So M Night, if you're listening, just get your act together. That's all. Fifty fifty. Like, okay, he came back with Split. Oh yeah, Split was so good. Split I, I have fire. not seen the yes, other movies. Prior to Split, yeah. well, oh, dude. there's only one. There's only Unbreakable, but then well, there's Glass. A, right, that's yeah, that's, that's yeah. a new one. Glass I saw was Unbreakable. Good too. It was a good culmination. Glass, glass right. was good. Split was. I so, Split was. Really I saw dope. Unbreakable. Didn't see Split. Didn't see Glass. So that's that's oh. that's where I am. Okay. Well, you need to because they're good. All right. Well, that'll wrap up our news information for this week. That was a lot of fun. Uh, we're gonna get right into it, talking with Keith. So uh, for Hi, anyone guys. that doesn't know, he was a part of the Dark Lord Funk video that. Went viral like four years ago. Is that right? Yeah, that was 2015. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's up. T- it's an it's a music video of Uptown Funk, but it's parodied as Harry Potter, and it is super duper funny. I watched it. I watched it today in preparation for the show, but then I had to watch it two more times because I just enjoyed it so much. Thank so, you. <laughs> it was so that. good. So Keith, what was your involvement in the video? Because I know at the end. Uh, you talk about there's three other YouTubers that yeah. were a part of it. What was your part? Um, so there was, they were buddies of mine who um, kind of collabed with me on it. But, um, yeah, so I um, came up with it, wrote it, directed, produced. Um, yeah, put myself as Harry Potter. Play, I was going to say played Harry Potter. I did yeah. play Harry Potter. Cast myself as Harry Potter. <laughs> Which is funny, but would. it's not – I wasn't the star of it, actually, because um, the whole premise, obviously, is uh, it's Voldemort singing and dancing a funk song. And he's fantastic. Yeah, that's yeah. Elijah. Oh, my yeah, gosh. Elijah Abel Thomas. He, so uh, good. Yeah, as soon as I came up with that whole premise, I was like, I got to get uh, Elijah. Uh, we had done a musical together down in uh, in Orem, Utah. Uh, we had done In the Heights together. Oh, okay. We actually um, played two buddies in that show, so we were we were pretty tight. Nice. Um, so, obviously, when I was like putting this all together, I was like, okay, this is Uptown Funk, Bruno Mars singing. I need somebody with that kind of charisma and voice and everything. And immediately, I was like, I got to get Elijah. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, and he brought it oh man um, yeah, i mean killed he, it he yes. was he was so good i wasn't even distracted by the fact that he had a nose he does uh, yeah he does. right yeah he does in real life yeah yeah Which oh, is the only, the only you don't notice though yeah you don't even don't we even thought notice. about doing a full face prosthetic as well because obviously yeah. we did a bald cap for him. yeah um but the full face prosthetic is like totally sketchy and was like it was gonna just like triple the makeup time Whoa. and just like you know what? It's it's not worth it. We'll just draw on little nose slits and call it good, and <laughs> just have fun, like not worry so much about that. And I'm actually glad I didn't, mm. because if you go look at the comments, mm-hmm. it's like a third of the comments are like, "Voldemort got a nose. Where did Voldemort get his nose back from?" It's just like everybody's talking about the fact that Voldemort has a nose, which totally drives up the engagement on the video. That's right. Like, <laughs> dislike, comment. It's all yeah. kind of the same. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And that's how Rebecca I, Black got famous. Well, with all the dislikes. Yeah. Uh, we've actually, yeah, just talking to other YouTubers and stuff. I mm-hmm. don't know how it is now. You know, YouTube is constantly changing. But back then, mm-hmm. it was just like, oh, yeah, purposefully do something small wrong because people will catch it and then comment oh. about it, and it drives your engagement. That makes a lot of sense. One, just pick one little thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so it happened with that. And then um, and a Transformers video we did actually on my channel 
uh, uh, the guy who helped write it um, got one of the Autobots wrong, who's actually a Decepticon or vice versa. Okay. I can't remember which. Um, and so people are commenting about that. I was like, dude, good call, man. Oh well done. Gosh. He's like, I didn't even do that on purpose. I was like, it doesn't matter. It totally helped because everybody's commenting about that. That's amazing. I like that. I yeah. read a post somewhere that was like, if you ever want the right answer, put the wrong answer out on the internet <laughs> and 50,000 people will instantly respond and correct yep. you. Yep, that's how it goes. I, oh. I did notice your fly was down in the, in the video too, so that was well done as well. Oh, thank so you. Yeah, did you yeah, comment yeah. about it? Did I, you I, engage oh, about it? I need it? to. Let me go do that right now. See? I was trying. I was trying, yep. <laughs> so uh, how did you meet the other YouTubers that you collaborated with? So um, I had just started grad school at BYU, actually. Um, I had one viral video under my belt, Talk Nerdy to Me. Oh, that was, that was my first one, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. No, I know that one. Yeah. Um, so some people know that one. Obviously, Dark Lord Funk went bigger. Um, but I had made some other ones at that time. But I had gotten into grad school at BYU right at the same time as my stuff started going viral. And so I, like, started school just to, like, start going down that path. Sure. Um, and they, since I was, like, having success on YouTube and stuff, they stuck me in the ad lab as one of the, like, TAs. The grad student TAs to help. Oh, know, okay. Like, yeah, you do successful video stuff. Go, go talk to the, you know, work with the ad lab. I was gotcha, like, cool. Yeah, okay, gotcha. I'll I'll do that. So um, I met Andrew, um, Andrew Carver in that, and he was like, yeah, man, we've been wanting to do like a parody actually here in the ad lab. You know, I've been we've been throwing around some ideas, and I was like, oh, sweet. Okay, yeah. Um, let's throw around ideas. Let's see what you guys have. And you know, we were tossing around ideas, and after like a month. Uh, or so. So this was probably like October. Okay. So we started in September, obviously, but okay. in October he comes. He's like, dude, Bruno Mars just came out with this hot new song. So this was like right when it had come out. It had not gone big at all. Oh. I didn't even know about it. Nobody knew about it. Um, when I looked it up on YouTube, it had like 19 million views at that point. Like so I think it's over a billion now. It. Come on. Oh yeah. Like it, yeah, it went massive, right? Sure, sure, sure. Um, like massively huge, but it hadn't yet. It wasn't on the radio yet. Nothing. Um, he's like, yeah, Bruno Mars just came out with this really cool new funk song. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is actually really good. And I had done like a Legend of Zelda parody. I had done, obviously, Talk Nerdy. Mm -hmm. I had done, um, I was working on, I'd done like an N64 one. Um, I had done working on slash filming a, a Hunger Games. And I was like, okay, I really want to do a Harry Potter. I had wanted to do a Harry Potter one because I'm a big Harry Potter fan. I was like, but the angle has to be right. Like, this has to work. Mm -hmm. And so he brought me Uptown Funk. He showed that to me, and I was like, dude, this is a hot song. Like, we should do something with this. Um, and I've been wanting to do Harry Potter, and a bunch of the other people had kind of backed out. So instead of becoming an ad lab thing, it kind of became, like, me and him. Oh, I see. Yeah. Um, and so he and I started tackling it, and I was like, all right, I'll write this out and see if we can make it work. And he's like, yeah, man, let's just let me know what you need, you know, like, and we can make it happen. I was like, okay. I was tossing around ideas in my head, and originally I actually started trying to write it as Hogwarts Funk. That's what it was going to be. Okay. Hogwarts Funk. Huh. And Harry Potter was going to be singing. Um, that was my original idea. And I was trying to write it, and it wasn't working. Mm. I spent literally weeks trying to write Hogwarts Funk, and it didn't work. Because when you're writing like this, you, you need an angle. Like, there has to be some sort of reason behind what you're doing. Sure. Um, it has to click, as I say. You know, talk nerdy to me was, oh, yeah, it's a guy trying to, like, woo a woman with his nerdiness. You know, like, okay, boom. Whole thing written in a day. Literally. Wow. One day. One afternoon. Um and so with Dark Lord Funk, Hogwarts Funk at the time, it like wasn't working, wasn't clicking. I was like, why is Harry Potter singing about Hogwarts? Is he trying to convince somebody to come there? Like, is he bragging about it? Like, what's the angle? Why? You know, because that's how you put in the lyrics to make sense. And it wasn't working. And um, it was about December, actually. 
when I was sitting there working on it, and it was the line, uh, say my name, you know who I am, you know, uh-huh. in the original song. Yes. Uh-huh. And I was like, man, if I just put a don't in front of that, it becomes don't say my name, you know who I am. And I was like, that's, that is so Voldemort. That's one of my favorite lines in the whole <laughs> song. Yeah. I had, it's been so long since I'd seen it. I, I went to high school with uh, the girl that played Bellatrix. Oh, yeah, Becca. And, and that's how I found... Uh, talk nerdy to me, and that's how I found uh, Dark yeah. Lord Funk. Yeah, she dances in Talk Nerdy. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. she was in the show with all of us as well. That's how I know her. Okay, okay. Yeah, we all did in the Heights together. Oh, right on. So then, when I so it's been I, I watched it when it first came out because Becca put it on Facebook. Yeah. And then when I watched it today, of course, I'd forgotten everything. And yeah. when he said, "Don't say my name," you know who I am. Yeah. That's such a good line. I just laughed so hard I had to pause the video because I just loved that so much. That's oh, such thank a you. good one. Uh, yeah there were a lot there were a lot of really really good lines in there like um fill my goblet put some fire in it and the guy puts (laughs) his wand over his back yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) so there's a lot so to find out that you wrote that is really exciting to me because i love it it's just full of these little gems it was because once that line hit like Mm -hmm. and i was because i was saying i was like that is so like perfectly voldemort yeah yeah yeah. and then the whole thing just snowballed in my head from there i was like why am I trying to do Harry Potter? Are you like Voldemort singing a funk song? And then I was like remembering because the original video, he's got like curlers because Bruno Mars is at you know the salon, you know, with the curlers in his hair and everything. Right. I was like, we could put curlers on a bald Voldemort. This is too <laughs> perfect. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna switch this to Voldemort. And then all those lines just lined up like way too perfectly. Oh, that's so like cool. the. Pour, you know, put some, you know, yeah, goblet, put some fire in it, like all of that. I was like, oh, this is so easy. And then like Hogsmeade, anywhere, just like when you're listing locations, I was like, I can just go through all the Harry Potter locations. Like this is too perfect. And it can be him like trying to recruit people about, you know, like we're hot. Like this is oh, okay. This is at the end. And to me, it was like, this is the end of book seven. He's got Harry Potter. He's gloating. And you know what the like creepy fate thing about this whole project was? What? You, you found that snake. No. Um, but other, other coincidence, the snake, the snake's name is actually Snape. Oh, it is a Burmese Python and the owner had named it Snape. Oh, that's cool. With Snape the snake. So that was just a weird coincidence. But the creepy fate moment about this whole project Mm. was, you know, the whole course is, um, Saturday night and we're taking Hogwarts. Don't believe me. Just watch. One of the Potter nerds on set was like, guys, you know, Hogwarts was actually taken on a Saturday night. What? <laughs> like in what? the book? Yeah, Voldemort storms Hogwarts on a Saturday night. Oh my gosh, you definitely did have a Potter <laughs> I was nerd like, with you. Oh my gosh, that is oh, way too perfect. That's amazing. Like, I love everything. Harry just lined up for that, you mm-hmm. know. And we started throwing out, oh yeah, in this part we could actually have him like flip the wand and like, oh yeah, we'll put VFX. And it was like, oh oh, how about we have me like dancing on a on like a newspaper? And yes, so we I like VFX that in and like and that was good. Just like little, thank you. Um, uh. One of my editor, my editor guy, um, who like helped with the whole project. That's Marcus. He was one of the other guys. Okay. So okay. Marcus did the music, and you probably obviously know, you know, you know the whole chorus is yeah, yeah, yeah. the Harry Potter theme. Theme, right? Oh yeah. It's, it's oh, like the it's oh. like the Cantina mix to Harry Potter. Yeah, that's yeah, uh, uh-huh. Hedwig's theme. Um, part of it. I was um, gonna say. So. In my other parodies, um, a bunch of them, I had worked in a theme from whatever we were doing. So for the Hunger Games, I had actually worked in the, oh you know, yeah, 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 that the whistle theme. I had actually worked it into the parody. Um, for the Legend of Zelda, I had worked in some of the you know like 
ocarina song Perfect. You know, song of storms and yes. things like that you know into the actual song love it so i was like harry potter i was like guys we gotta we have to work in a harry potter theme like that's what i do with my parodies um and so we were obviously thinking about doing the dun 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 mm-hmm. we were trying to work out where that could go mm-hmm. we we're thinking maybe the bridge part um but then i gave it to marcus and i was like hey man like whatever you come up with like have fun with it you know we'll Maybe we'll, you know, mess around. Anyway, the next morning, he's like, dude, come over. You have to hear this. I was like, okay, okay. So I come over, and he's like, check this out. I worked on this all night. And he hits play, and it's that. It's the horn section on the course of just like, yeah. And it was just like, this is so perfect. Yeah, no, that was a slam dunk. Yeah. So I got chills when I heard that in the chorus. That just fits so well. That was a good piece. So he created that entire song? He recreated the entire song from scratch, yes. Wow, that's amazing. That's not any sampling from the original. Oh, really? Everything you wow. hear, everything he recreated wow. from scratch. That's, that's, he's that's yeah, incredible. That's fantastic. Massively talented. That's very, very cool. And from then on, I had him do a lot of mine. So Drop It Like It's Spock, that was the next one we did. He recreated the whole thing, and we re- and we worked in the Star Trek theme into that. Uh-huh. And it's just like Batman, that one, The Dark Knight Changes, same thing. You know, so, yeah, he... Uh, he was a he's a massively talented um, audio engineer. Oh, that's so freaking it cool. It was yeah, it was just like this perfect storm of so many things all came together to make Dark Lord Funk happen. And actually, the fun little behind the scenes story, um, I was actually about a day away from canceling the whole project. No. Yeah. Well, we're glad you didn't. I oh know. my gosh. You're telling me. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, so nobody knows happened? this. Um, I was so overwhelmed with the whole thing. Um, I was just like ugh, locations and costuming and you know, makeup and like making the song, like we were trying to go into a studio to like make it and like locations were like falling through. Like we were going to shoot it at Valor for the whole like band scene at the mm-hmm. end, you know? Valor was like, no, no, no. Oh, they were, they were being punks. Uh, that's lame. Um, I don't think they knew like what really the project was A, going to be obviously, but also like what I was trying to do with it. Okay. Um, that's, I mean, that's fair. I but guess. I was like, I'm trying to rent it out. Like, I'm not just oh, trying yeah. to ask for it. Sure. I'm like, okay. no, I want to rent this out. And they're just like, no, we're busy. No, we're busy. Lame and like, it, and I was like, okay. And I was trying to throw out options. And they were just, kept, finally, it was just like, no. And I was like, all right, if you're going to be dumb, then I'm going to go find somewhere else. Um, but all our c- locations ended up working out perfectly. You know, I was like, okay, how much to go rent out American Fork Amphitheater? That's where we did the whole, you know, stone step steam. Yeah, I was, I was yes, wondering where that yes. was because it, it vaguely reminded me of somewhere else. I'm like, no, it doesn't quite look right. So that, that's Yeah, cool. everything was filmed here in Utah. Yeah, um, I watched that scene and I was like, and I was thinking, did I take prom pictures there? Probably. I you did. probably did. I totally did. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, I need a castle location. Okay. And Provo Castle is like, it's like crazy expensive. But American Fork Amphitheater is actually free to use if you don't rent it. Like, reserve oh, it. Oh, I see. So other people can be there while you're using it. Right. Um, for free. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I'll just that's, do it for free. That's so cool. So we did that for free. Uh, we went up for the whole forest scene at the beginning. We just went up Provo Canyon. Oh. And literally when I was location scouting, I spent an entire afternoon location scouting. And the last spot I found was went to was that one. Nice. I was like, you know what? I know there's like this back south. It's South Fork Park. That's like up Vivian Park past it. You have oh. to like go way okay, up, okay. up in the back of nowhere. I was like, I was coming back down the, the canyon. I was like, I'll just go check out there. And as soon as I get there, there's a whole side section of just, like, dead trees. And I was like, perfect. That's what I need. Nice. There's Beauty. your forest right yeah, there. Yeah, that was it. Uh, there's, my, there's my dark forest. Um, and, yeah. And then, so that was for free. 
the American Four came for the theater was for free. Um, a buddy came up clutch when I was looking for the band location, and he was working for the Wall at BYU. Oh. And I was like, dude, I'm try- just trying to find like a venue type place, and he's like, oh, I'll get you in. Like, just tell me. And, and I was like, okay, can we do it like next week? Like, we got to do it now. And he's like, yeah, yeah, next week. Uh, you you've got like an hour and a half to like film the whole thing, like because we have something before you. But then we have to close at a certain time because it's the Wilkinson Center at BYU. Oh, okay, okay. And I was like, uh, okay, I'll take it. Like, I, I, I will do it. So we had an hour and a half to set up, shoot, take down. Everything. Yeah, dang. Like, that's a rush, I'm it sure. It was. It was yeah, a oh, massive yeah. rush. Yeah, um, yeah. But we got it. And so we got that for free. And then the biggest, awesomest one was the salon scene. Um, and with the, with the curlers on the bald yeah, head. Andrew actually yeah. recommended that one. He's like, hey, dude, there's this um, really cool like barbershop place up in Salt Lake. Um, it's kind of got like a old European aesthetic, and I was like, "Really? I need to go look at this." Yeah, and it's called like I think it's called Ray's Barbershop, and it's uh, just like downtown Salt Lake. Cool. And it is. It looks like a Scandinavian like building. Like, oh, nice. Like, it, like inside, especially. Mm-hmm. And and, and Ray yeah. is an old English word for Voldemort. Surprisingly, so hey, we're learning all oh, kinds of fun facts. No, in fact, knew? it's not okay. <laughs> is that where that you did? That is not true. Where did you do the inside the castle? We didn't scene. There's no inside. No, the isn't there was something that looked like you were inside the great hall? Nope. Oh, no, no, that that's Ray's. Oh, that's also Ray's. Yes. Oh, wow. that's really cool. So it wasn't yeah. just the barber chairs. No, it like was if also you the... back, if you pan out from okay. those barber chairs, it's it's vaulted with like the wood beams and oh, everything. Okay. Dude, it is. Perfect. Okay. It was like the biggest score for the whole thing. I was like, "This is exactly what we need." Oh, sure. Because I'm sitting, yeah. Because yeah. I'm sitting there watching the video, and I'm just like, "That looks like the Great Hall." Yeah. How did they get that? And I just, I was just like, "That's not. That can't be like a green screen or anything. That looks great." So that's really cool Thanks. that that doubled. Yeah, it was so perfect. And so I was like, I have to get this place. So I emailed them. I was like, guys, we're shooting a music music video. I, your location is perfect. Like, how can I go about doing this? They're like. Oh, yeah, sure. Like, just let us know. I was like, okay, cool. Like, could we do it, like, after hours or something? Like, we need it at night. They're like, yeah, that's fine. We'll just have somebody here. Just let us know when, and we'll have somebody stay longer for you. I was like, cool. That's and the so whole time nice. I kept expecting, like, a, yeah, it'll be, like, a $200 location fee or whatever, right. you know, like. Sure. Never. They never asked. Oh, and I was wow. like, okay. Like, okay. So we totally got it for free. And they stayed for, like, three hours with us while we filmed all those different scenes. Mm-hmm. The shoe shining, they have a whole shoe shining station in the front. Oh, cool. It was just, like, this is so freaking perfect. Because there's the shoe sh- shining spot in the original music video as well. They have the barbershop, and they have, like, the salon, and okay. they have the shoe shining. Both of those were in the same spot. Oh, beautiful. It was just, like, yet again, another, like, oh, yeah, here's a little tender mercy of everything working out. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah. The, um, yeah. That's cool. So there's a lot of little things yeah. that all came together in this like perfect it's storm of so magic, perfect. right? Yeah. And I was like, I need a snake. Hey, I know a guy that runs creature encounters here in Utah. Here's a little shout out. Creature encounters. They'll bring like pythons and like, you know, scorpions and tarantulas to parties. Yes, they have they have a booth at Fanex. Yeah. Most yeah, years. Yeah. yeah. yeah and that's right. And you can like hold a tarantula or like have a cockroach like crawl on your own. Yeah, a hand or whatever. Yeah, creature encounters. They're really cool. They're yeah. always really, really nice when I go to their booth. They I, are. I, I Carrie, spoke to their. Yeah. I spoke to their. I think it was their owner at Fanex. Carrie. And just tried to awesome get him. Awesome dude with like facial yeah, big hair. Beard. Yeah, 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 yeah. I tried to get him. I was like, hey, look, man, you need to post more stuff on Instagram because you got <laughs> like you have a lot of followers. Yeah. And he's like, oh yeah, we haven't done that much lately. And before I like. Two months later, he follows me on Instagram and starts blowing up a bit more. I'm just like, yes, I Good. love seeing these guys succeed yeah. because of, they have about some really cool animals you can, you yeah. can yeah. have encounters with. I even uh, had, uh, you know what? Now that I think about it, that's the same snake 
that uh, if you heard of the cosplayer uh, Bearded Leia? Yeah. Yep. I took a photo of Bearded Leia wearing that snake. Oh, yeah, there you go. Hey, cool. Snake. Good old snake. So he, I sent him that snake. photo later on, but it's a great photo. I'll have to send that to you, too. So. <clears throat> that's awesome. So, yeah, that's that Burmese python is real. Um. So then walk me through this, all right? You wake up one morning, and you have a bajillion Dude, views. Here, Here's the funny thing about all of that. So we spent uh, – so, like, I think the – can't remember i think it was the barbershop was the last scene we'd filmed okay um and so we spent that weekend editing and all of us actually edited it together oh um, fun like we had little powwows over at marcus he's the audio engineer guy he's got all the editing software okay. I, I do too but we just decided to do it at his, his house um because he had all the music there as well oh um, okay but so we would take turns be like you know for a few hours and be like man i'm kind of burned out i want to go grab food or whatever and be like okay and then marcus would jump in and edit and you know so marcus and i pretty much just back and forth and andrew would come in and help out or you know and uh elijah would too um and so we spent just literally like the whole weekend just editing and by sunday night um and we kept going back and like rewatching, like okay start from the beginning okay okay Start it's, it's exciting because right? it was yeah and a lot of videos like you actually get burnt out doing that like uh-huh. you're like okay i'm kind of done with this like I don't i've heard know this, if this is good i've heard anymore. this theme song 75 times yep yeah. exactly mm-hmm. talk nerdy i did everything by myself like everything oh, and wow. by the i like took three days to edit that and by the end i was like i don't even know if this is good anymore i'm done like i just need to get this out there like well whatever um uh, but with that one by sunday night and we were planning on releasing it monday morning so we had it done sunday night we were just sitting there like looking at each other, like everybody looking like giggling because we're like, <laughs> this is like good. Like we felt it felt special. Like it really did. Um, Elijah and I still laugh about literally that night and us just looking at each other like we felt like we were sitting on the biggest secret in all of Provo and nobody knew it. That's cool. Um, OK. Because we're like, man, this is like crazy. <laughs> this so, whole then, thing. so then what was that first week like after you put Insanity. it out? Insanity. OK. Uh, we released it Monday morning. Um we had a few connections. So here, uh, here's a little, you know, marketing and video uh, exposure tip. Yes, Content please. is king, right? Okay. But what you're doing, obviously, with the video is king. But you're very, very, very close second, so they call it, you know, queen. Content's king. Distribution is queen. Oh, yeah, because you got to get it How are you going to get it out people? there? Exactly. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, and that's something that everybody should take into account, especially when you have something, like, special and good, you know, you Obviously, things could go viral just putting it up on YouTube with no distribution thinking about that. Right. But we had some connections to a few things. Not not anything crazy. Not like time or entertainment, you know. Okay. But it was like, okay, some, you know, news outlets and, you know, like whatever, Unilad or whatever those things are. You know, oh, okay. Like yeah. One of those. I've seen those. You know? And so through those connections, I we got it in their hands. And at the end of the day, it's still not like once you get it in their hands, it's going to go viral. Like the con, that's why the content needs to be good. Like yes. it has to. Yes. But with that one, it was literally everybody we talked to was like, oh my gosh, yes. Boom. They're putting it out there. Everybody. Nice. Um, and so we're like, sweet. Okay. That helps. You know, that will give it the kick to maybe gain some traction. Uh-huh. Holy crap. Like it by itself just like skyrocketed, like combined with all the media stuff. And it was just like, we were just watching it go that first day. And it was like, it hit the, back then there was the, do you remember the 301 plus counter? Like if a video was getting so many views so fast, it would break YouTube's counter at first and it would just stop at 301 plus. It would just say 301 plus. And so you knew you were kind of going viral if you reached that. And that one did, it hit that. So for hours that Monday, it just sat at 301 plus and we're like, sweet, we don't know where we're at, but sweet, yeah. Dude, it got like, 
I can't even remember. The first day I was at like hundreds of thousands, if not like seven or eight hundred thousand views. Oh just my like gosh. boom. Wow. Just like going crazy. By that night, and you know, by the evening, none of us could sleep. Marcus was over at my house. We were like surfing the webs, looking up stuff, started trending on YouTube. Um, and then by t- at 2 a.m., it was trending on Facebook. Oh, and I was wow. like, holy shiz. Like, like we were, you know, and on the right hand side, it showed the little, I don't know how if it does it now. Um, mm-hmm. But on at that time, it could you could see like trending topics, you know, and it had the little like ticker oh, arrow yeah, yeah, next yeah. to it. Uh-huh. Like this is happening over in Europe. This is happening in the U.S. Like oh, the Kardashians, blah blah blah. You know, <laughs> yeah. Like that's a trending topic. It said Lord Voldemort, K-Face TV releases parody of Uptown Funk. Boom, on Facebook. Like Whoa. I click because you could click on it as well, and you could see like all the stuff just about that, and it had a live feed of just stuff getting shared about it. And it was just going, just like tick, 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 just like constantly worldwide, other languages even, stuff was just getting shared about, yeah, that video. I bet, that's the, really I bet the Kardashians cool. were furious when that came out, too. They were. They How were in fact. How dare you, sir? I know. Or however they talk, I don't and, know. Yeah, I don't yeah. Know their but we got either. to number two on Facebook, and we got to number two on YouTube. Trending. That's awesome. Yep, not number two video on, on YouTube. Right. Trending. So That's so cool. Yeah, that was crazy. And, and so the next day, obviously, we were at like, I think we might have even within 24 hours hit a million. And then it just obviously kept, by the next day, it was like two million, you know, and it just kept going. And then, so that was Tuesday. And here's the thing about a viral video. And okay. I was probably talking to you about this. Like, it's it's obviously like one of the coolest feelings in the world. Like, it really is. Like, you yeah. are on cloud nine. You feel super, every, and Here's the thing. So everybody starts texting you and everybody's messaging you. Oh, sure. And it you you all of a sudden, if you don't have like a PRT, I mean, it was just like me and, you know, my couple of my buddies, you know, right. but it was on my channel. So everybody knew like I had created this. So I started getting like, all, you know, all the messages and all, you know, it's like really cool. Like there's a lot of cool attention. It yeah, is. Yeah, sure. But it is, it is overwhelming. Mm. Like that is a lot. I was getting 60 notifications on YouTube, on Facebook an hour. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. Like, yes, that is one yeah, a minute that I right. have to, like, sort through and, like, yeah. either respond to or whatever. Right. Constant. Or, or delete it. You're like, oh, yeah. come on, don't say that. Yeah. <laughs> and it is constant. And that is stacked on top of messages, like, on Facebook or emails or texts or YouTube comments or YouTube emails and, like, mess or YouTube messages. And just, like, everything just starts flooding in. And you're, like, trying to sort through it. And it is, it is actually very overwhelming. And if you don't have a team to, like, handle that, you got to yeah. do it yourself. So right. Tuesday, I woke up. Obviously, my phone's, like, blowing up because it's still – it's going, like – it's, like, rising. It's still going, like, even more so. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, oh, my gosh, okay. So in my underwear, I sit down, and I start trying to, like, sort through everything. And next thing I know, I look down, and it's 3, a, 3 p.m. in the afternoon. Oh, my I gosh. literally haven't moved. I haven't oh showered. I gosh. haven't eaten. Nothing. All I had been doing was just trying to respond to everything. That was it. That was like my whole day, and I finally was like, "Keith, you need to like take care of yourself. Yeah. Like, stop. N- nobody's going anywhere. Just go, go eat something. Go shower. Go live your day." So I did, but then you immediately start getting, you know, more texts and more messages. And, and it's you hard start to get just, back into it. Yeah, it's yeah. hard to just completely ignore that. Yeah. You know, when you need to go do stuff. Right. right. I'm and sure. then there's some like you know bigger stuff that you know comes at you like, um, so talk nerdy actually, like. Um, Good Morning America hit us up, actually. Really? Yeah. Hey. After On day three, they sent an email and said, you know, time sensitive, urgent, immediate, look at that. So stuff like that, you know, you mm-hmm. have to take care of immediately. But mm-hmm. they wanted to feature feature it on 
the show, and they did cool. that Friday, which was really cool. Hey, nice. So they gave me a shout out and everything. They're like, oh yeah, K Face TV make this cool. They're you know they're laughing and showing in it and everything. So that was cool. But so stuff like that happens, you know, and you have to like do the time. So like good things Utah wanted to interview us about it. So we had to you know uh, do that, and then so by the next day it was still going. Like it takes. A viral video, something like that, usually has about three-day lifespan of, like, it actually, like, taking off and going big and things like that, especially back then. Now it's probably shorter just because the internet is such a short attention span. Sure. But for that one, it was about three days. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, it was just skyrocketing, you know. Um, And by Wednesday, Wednesday morning was the big kicker when I woke up and my phone was just buzzing, buzzing, buzzing. And I was like, okay, something else big must have happened because it doesn't usually buzz this much. (laughs) And it was like, well, and I was trying to sleep because I had been up late, you know, trying to, you know, sort through everything still. Right, and I was right. like, I was trying to sleep in. I was like, fine. It was like 9 a.m. I was like, what is going on? And everybody, like friends, family, messages, Instagram, everything, everybody was just like, dude, J.K. Rowling tweeted. J.K. Rowling tweeted about oh, it. Everybody. Man. Everybody was just like, J.K. Rowling tweeted it. And I was like, like holy. Here, here, here is the holy grail. Right. Yeah. You, Take it. You won Harry Potter. You I won just, a Harry I did. Potter. I, w- I win. That's it. I'm <laughs> that's done. incredible. That's, Retiring. That's the pinnacle of Harry Potter is when J.K. Rowling won. I literally almost fell on my bed. I was like, what the f-? Oh, wow. <laughs> so I immediately looked, and yep, sure enough, somebody had messaged her specifically, you know, just like, hey, J.K. Rowling, have you seen Dark Lord Funk, the Harry Potter Uptown Funk parody? And she had responded and said, yes, I have seen it, and in my opinion, it is a work of genius. Oh, Keith, take a bow, friend. Take a bow. That's Thank incredible. You. Thank you. I like it that. It was, it was, yeah, that was crazy. That's and like, really cool. in the back of my head, creating that, mm-hmm. I was like, there's, there's two things I want. I want to, I want to have it trend on Facebook. Like, it was one of those like, if I could have anything with it, this is what I would want. Sure. The dream, you know. Yeah, like, of course, we all. Do I that. dream it will trend on Facebook, and I dream that J.K. Rowling will tweet about it. Like those were it. And what happened, Keith? The, yeah, it was crazy. Within two days, boom. Incredible. And the third thing, he wants fresh flowers in his trailer. (laughs) I got it. (laughs) And ice. And ice. And only green Skittles. (laughs) So yeah, So, yeah, she uh, she tweeted out that morning, and obviously the internet blew up more about it, and um, I printed off that tweet, and I framed it, and it's on my wall. Oh, perfect. As one should have done. Thanks. Thanks. And uh, some candles around it and things like that, yeah. Yeah, so it, um, it was doing its thing. And we were just, yeah, kind of along for the ride and having fun. We went and did that interview. And, you know, there was lots of, especially the local outlets and everything. Um, some of them were like, BYU students create viral Harry Potter parody. And I was like, eh, I mean, sure. yes, <laughs> but. Close. Like, yeah. Uh, you know, typical news incorrectness stuff. But it's like, whatever. Um, but, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. And it got, it ended up getting six million in six days, views-wise. Um Wow. And then, I mean, it kept going. It's at over 15, yeah. million, 15 million now, uh-huh. which is really cool. It's, yeah. It's just doing its thing. People really like it, and it's it's fun. It was it was a really special project. And I was, yeah, like I said, I was on the cusp of, like, canceling the whole thing just because I felt so overwhelmed to drop trying to do everything on my own. And, like, I was like, I don't know where are these locations. I don't know where I'm going to find locations. I, I can't make the song by myself. Like, everything just feels so, I was just like, I can't. I can't do this. And Andrew actually stepped in and helped. He's like, hey, man, what do we need to do to, like, really get this done? Like, nice. What a homie. Yeah, he oh, was. He awesome. really was. Um, the Sam And I was like, Frodo. dude, I mean, we need, like, yeah. <laughs> kind of like that. <laughs> he was your Sam. 
Yeah, and so he, like I said, he found the raised barbershop, and, like, he stepped in and was like, okay, and, you know, it was just that little extra push that I needed to, like, make the project happen. Oh, man, am I glad that it did. And to me, it actually was, like, a make-or-break moment because I had done Talk Nerdy. I had gone viral. I had gotten lucky with that one. Mm -hmm. Um, And the other ones I had made since then hadn't. Like, nothing had gone big, and I was like, dang it, like, I gotten really kind of obviously disappointed and, like, bummed, like, oh, am I never going to do this again? Am I one-hit wonder? And I was pretty hell-bent on not being a one-hit wonder. But Dark Lord Funk, like, especially, like, I, like, I spent weeks trying to do Hogwarts Funk. When right. I, when Dark Lord Funk clicked, when I did that Don't Say My Name and all of that, it was done in an hour. The whole thing I had written in oh, an hour. Oh, wow. Like, that's how much it clicked. Wow. I was just like, oh, yeah, no, this makes sense. This is it. This is it. That and reminds so me of... I put, uh, yeah, mm. I put everything into it at that point. I was like, I'm mm-hmm. going to take the time I need. We're going to make everything great. Like, this is going to be the high quality, both in sound. We went into professional studios to record all the vocals, like everything. Like, I'm like, this is going to be big or nothing for me. Like, yeah. Cool. Cool. That reminds me uh, when Paul McCartney was commissioned to write Live and Let Die for that James Bond movie. Oh, yeah. And he had like two months to write it. Oh, and man. he sat down and did it in like one afternoon and then it was done yeah. you know what i mean so yeah. that's cool that when things click it just dude it just flows and you yeah. can't stop it you can't write fast enough to keep up with the ideas right exactly let that's... it go from frozen was that way they wrote that in an afternoon oh really like once it clicked for them yeah, yeah. they said they're like yeah it just that one just flowed out they cool. had it done in like three hours i think wow well, my, my co-workers recently commented you should see when jeff is writing an angry email <laughs> because oh, yeah. his fingers just fly and they can so easy and they're like whoa <laughs> slow down i'm like no i am angry and this is flowing very well so just continue so, yeah yeah so that was uh like four years ago right yeah and you've done a lot of stuff since then like all of your star wars rap battles yeah i've done some bigger projects and... yeah some other big projects yeah after that because like i said and i you can talk to my friends especially like nate or something and he's you know i told him several times like man like, if this doesn't work out, I'm done with YouTube. And then it goes, like, uber big. And he's right. like, what are you going to do now? I was like, yeah. <laughs> guess I'm making more. <laughs> so do you have any plans to try to top it? Are you still doing things with your YouTube channel? What's happening with that? Uh, Not a ton. As those pr- people have probably seen, I haven't posted in, like, two, like over two years. Um, Because those projects take a lot of time. They take money. Um, and, like, unless it goes viral, it doesn't really pay for itself. Sure. Um, And my... <laughs> My hit ratio is not great, and so like financially, it doesn't make a lot of sense, especially uh. on the ad revenue side. Like, mm. I get hit with copyright strikes, all of them. Every single one of my parodies gets hit with po- copyright strikes. Uh, we should have made like over twenty grand with Dark Lord Funk, just off ad revenue. Oh wow! And we got seven hundred dollars. Oh man! <laughs> because they do the copyright claim, and then by the time you can get it sorted out, most of your views have already oh, happened yeah. or whatever, right? Oh yeah. And that's um, and that's crazy, especially when uh, you create the par- the music for the parody from scratch. Right, correct. Right, and so and, none of it's ripped or whatever. Right, right. And there's other legal things there, and like yes, you know, original melodies and all that. There are some like, you know, uh, royalties that need to go back for. And you know, when you're re- weird out and you work with a label, they sort all that out. Yeah, they, and they do, do that it. for you. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. how does that not fall under the parody section of fair use, though? Oh, it does. So why? Do, but but so then it's so scummy. That's why it's not taken down. That's why it's still up. It's still so scummy that yeah. you get claimed when it falls perfectly, completely under yeah, fair use. And things, I never understand that. Uh, things are you know a little better now. You know where? So I work with an MCN. I have an MCN. You know, and they they're kind of like a YouTube agent type thing. And so they actually, I think they do that now. And so it, I think it's worked out like a cover split now. Okay. Um, 
So, you know, somebody does a cover mm. for their YouTube channel of a song. There's a cover split where some of it goes to the original artist. Oh, really? I, I didn't most know that, of that it happened. Go, yeah, most goes to the original artist, but then the actual covering artist gets some as well. Huh. Um, so that's, I think, happened through my MCN. They've managed to work that out, I think. Nice. Okay. Because well. it's a big, hot video. But, um, but yeah, so that's, you know, financially very difficult. Um, and so it's, like, hard to, like, justify keep doing that when I want to make, like, a real career. Yeah. With my life and yeah. not just making, like, because they're fun and they're big passion projects. And so I kept making some, but none of them really obviously went super huge. Um, we did Dark Knight Changes, I think, right after that. And then we did Drop It Like It's Spock, <laughs> which was one I really wanted to do. Yeah. Obviously, like, the song wasn't, like, super relevant, but... Mm. Does, just the concept was so fun. And does Snoop Dogg really ever go out of style? No, I don't think so. I, I think thought, Snoop Dogg. I actually thought relevant. it would go bigger than it did. Mm -hmm. I thought because there's good juxtaposition there. It's a fun song, and you know I thought it would, but I don't know how much how many Trekkies are really listening to Snoop Dogg. Drop it like it's hot. So That's, I think okay. I might have Fair. alienated my uh, audience a little bit with that one. But I mean, it's done well since then. It's grown still. Um, cool. I think it's at over 500,000 views. Nice. Well, wow. But, you know, little known fact, Spock does not have the best grip, and that's due to his human element also, and, so, and being half Vulcan and half human. Right, his hands get sweaty. He, yeah, they get more sweaty than a <laughs> typical Vulcan would, so dropping it like it's hot, it happens. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There's a fun fact for the day. Yeah. yeah. I um, mean, yeah, that's still yeah. 100,000 times more views than I've ever gotten on any of my <laughs> YouTube videos, so bravo, sir. Thanks. It That's was fun. That one is actually one of my favorites. Like okay. maybe even more so than, than Dark Lord Funk. Really? It was just so fun. Like the whole concept and filming and they have that whole space like center uh you know uh thing you can do over in oh, PG. Yeah, yeah, space right. camp. I did space, space camp. camp. Yeah, it's space oh, camp. And space they have the whole simulator simulators though. Yes. They have the simulators and stuff. Yes. And they let us come film there one night. And oh, nice. Like, it was more of those, like, perfect things lining up where we were, like, filming, and there's this whole red alert section in the song that we did, you know, like, red alert, get them fired up, you know, and it was like, and then when we were there, I turned to one of the guys that works there, and I was like, do you guys have a red alert setting? And he's like, oh, yeah, we do. And he turns it on, and the whole, like, all the lights shut off, and all of a sudden, the red lights just start flashing, and I was nice. like, this is so perfect. <laughs> I'm glad that, like, if when you asked if they had a red alert setting, he didn't... Yeah roll his eyes so hard he fell over you know what i mean like do we have a red alert setting let me show you what do you think this is yeah star wars <laughs> well that's cool man well i hope you yeah. do more stuff i know that it's hard to make money on youtube yeah. which is really kind of discouraging you would think if you had a video that had 15 million plus views yeah. that that should be enough but just with like Welcome the way that they're yeah right well the way their model is um you know function is fashioned or whatever it's not super friendly to their creators. And I don't know how it is now, but I know as a small-time YouTuber, when I was making videos a while ago, you had to meet a certain number. You had to have a certain number of subscribers, and you had to have a certain number of hours watched in the last 30 days to even apply yeah. for monetization. Yeah. So now if I did have some video go viral, I wouldn't even be able to get paid for it. Yeah. You know? And it's, it's really hard. It's hard. It's hard. So on Twitter a lot, and this could be a separate episode, this is a totally different topic, but on Twitter especially and, and other platforms a lot, I see people asking for a new competitor to YouTube. And I don't know what that is. I thought that was going to be yeah. Twitch with them being able to, you know, them giving you access to upload your own videos or something. I don't know, but yeah. 
but something needs to come along that will help good content creators get rewarded. I don't know what that is. I couldn't make it. I wish I could. I'd yeah. be a freaking gajillionaire if I could. Yeah, YouTube's but. catering a lot more to like the corporate environment now. Mm -hmm. um, they mm -hmm. want they want constant content, like right. buy or try weekly or even five times a week. They want it over ten minutes long. They want yes. Um, they want a lot of different things that you know, essentially are classic show style. That's what they want. Mm -hmm. YouTube wants to be the new TV. Yeah, they want so to be they're, television. So they're trying to push that, which takes writers and production people and equipment and like. Teams. I mean, this yes. requires it's not large a teams. Thing. Oh, no, yeah, not yeah, anymore. Yeah. And it's destroying a lot of the little creators because they're just like, we can't keep up with this. Like, yeah. burnout oh, is like instantaneous and all this stuff. And so it's just like, it's become really hard. Um, and even for me, like, yeah, like, because I was doing a lot of that stuff, you know, like on my own or with small teams who would just, you know, I was just asking them to favors. Most of Dark Lord Funk was like favors and stuff. So it was, you know, I was still renting lighting equipment and, you know, some other equipment and buying all the costumes and the makeup. But ultimately, it was still like, hey, you want to come help me with this project? Yeah, right. Like, sure. Okay, for but fun, you owe me one. I will bring pizza. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. that. And that's not yeah. sustainable. Um, no. So it's just become super hard. And I wanted, so after all of that, you, you mentioned it, the Star Wars rap battles. I actually wanted that to become kind of a new thing for my channel. Okay. And I was expecting that to actually go a lot bigger. Because I wanted that to be, I wanted to do rap battle tournaments. Nobody has done that. And I wanted to do like, okay, we get eight people. So you start with, it's so a bracket. It would be straight yeah. bracket style. And so you watch my original. I'm like, vote for who you want in the comments. Yes, so I remember. So uh -huh. we're getting engagement. We're getting like views, like all this stuff. I was like, this, this is it. This is my thing. Like I was banking on this. I spent literally like five months on that whole project. Oh, wow. Um, we filmed it all in one day. All four of the first Star Wars rap battles because once the sets were there, costumes, lighting, camera, like we got a red camera for it, like everything. We're just like, we're going balls out on this. Like, and it was like a 16 hour day. Oh. Um, it was just, you know, because we had to film four different rap battles all in one day. Yeah. That's so on, yeah. we had to get all the music done beforehand. We did. We went into the studio and recorded everything. Like, it was, it was a big project because I was like, I want, I want this to go big. Because I was thinking, look at epic rap battles. Yeah. Yeah. their stuff goes massive like even more so back then like yeah. now they're kind of suffering the same way a lot of creators are but they back are. then they yeah. were getting like 30 million views mm -hmm. 90 million views like yeah. batch is crazy how big they were getting how many views they were getting and so i was thinking that i was like oh if i can release four epic rap battles essentially of star wars who doesn't want to see this all of them will get millions of views. Perfect. And then we'll do tournament. It'll pay for itself to make more quickly mm -hmm. that I can do bracket style. And then you'll end up with a, a champion. A winner. Yeah. And then right. we do another one. I want to do Marvel. I wanted to do Battle of the Brits and do like James Bond, Mary Poppins, Harry Potter. Hey, that's like, awesome. Yeah. I had all these tournaments lined up for like rap battle tournaments of all these characters going head to head. And then people could vote, and it'd be super fun. And then you take a contest of champions, yeah, and put them you against each other. That. We can finally settle the debate of who would win between Gandalf and Dumbledore. Yep, they just go ahead. They head did to that battle. actually. Oh yeah, you're yeah you're. Right. I don't know if it's been right. settled, but it's been debated. <laughs> That's true. So that can know. that was my grand vision for that, okay. and it didn't. It actually kind of fell flat. Oh. Um, yeah, they got like, I don't know. I think the first one got like just under 100,000 views because mm. we released them a week apart because I was going to be like, oh, yeah, they'll each have their time to do their thing. Sure. And then we'll go film the other ones once people have voted, you know. Um, 
but no, no, nobody really Man. cared. Um, yeah. Nobody picked it up. Like it was just like, oh, here's the reality of YouTube. Um, uh, yeah, and yeah. that and that makes me really sad because I would think, as someone who hasn't had a video ever go viral, that if yeah. I get a hundred thousand views on a video, like I'm doing another one, I'm making money. Like that's my yeah. job now. And that's and that's crazy. I think that's actually going to wrap it up for this week's episode of the Hometown oh, Hero okay. Hour, you guys. Thank you, Keith. This has been really great. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for being here. We've had a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, so until next week, I'm Captain Spartacus. I am Handsome Jay. Hi, I'm Keith Hayes. And we'll see you next time. Bye.